Bar Media. Welcome to another episode of the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by the Wiregrass Local and Bar Media. This is, how, this is how you start a podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Justin with the Local Podcast, coming back at you with episode 172. Sound like a stripper DJ in the house tonight. Welcome to the stage, Brad Clayton and Taylor Cahey of Minor Hymns. I don't know why I'm doing this with this voice, but we're going to do it. I've been on break for so long. Uh, been super busy. We also goof around all summer and uh, don't get a lot of work done in the studio, but um, today was just one of those days that made sense to get everybody together and uh, have a phone-in podcast with uh, some homies that I've known since like high school. Um, in the studio today with me is Brad Clayton, and on the phone with us is our good friend Taylor Cahey, um, who grew up in the area and then went off to do a bunch of musical stuff and actually went to school for music instead of what I did, where I just like... Yeah, I, I got ears. I know about it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they've, a lot of money. they've gotten together and started a record label. Um, Brad's actually working on a couple singles and working on a full length album. And um, my mission, I feel like with with our brand, with the local, with uh, everything we do with between the newspaper and the podcast is we just like showing people and like featuring people that are doing what it is that they feel like they were meant to do like unabashedly and just be themselves and be authentic about it. Um, there's so many avenues that people get wrapped up in where they think that they have to be somebody else to appease a crowd and you just waste a bunch of years doing that. Um, mm -hmm. and so like what the locals all about is just go find your dinosaur, like be whatever it is you want to be, do it and do it great or do it bad and just enjoy the hell out of it. I'm a velociraptor. Yeah. That's get what Get them claws back, bro. That's what I found out. Um, I'm that dinosaur that spit in Newman's face in Jurassic Park. Oh, them Gleet bots. Gleet, Gleet, Gleetosaur. Gleetosaurus. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Um, Taylor, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's it's going well. Man, you like summed it up awesome in that intro. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it research. was already. I thought it was already over. It's over. Like, well, wow. thanks for coming yeah. in, guys. I just <laughs> yeah, told your story. Right. I'm out of yeah. here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, everything good in your world? Where are you at right now? I am in uh, Evanston, Illinois, which yeah. is like uh, a really close suburb of Chicago. All right. And, uh, you know, you, like, you know, I've been all over the place. You're not hanging out in Cabrini Green anymore? No, Cabrini Green's no longer there. I heard. I was no, very it's all sad. gone. It's all like uh, nice gardens now. It's pretty. That is the opposite <laughs> of what it used to be. <laughs> I, I, I went to Chicago the first time Taylor lived in Chicago, which would have been, what, like 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah, two thousand five or six. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. yeah. And I remember um, I'd never been there, and we got off. Uh, Taylor had called me. He was like, "Well, hey, when you get there, go ahead and buy a week's pass for the L." Um, and or is that what it is? Like you can get you can get around all yeah. week on a bus and, yeah. and on the subway. And because uh, we, we were going to a music festival, and then all I really remember about was that we took a friend to Boys Town. Boys Town. Yeah. Everybody, Boys Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, Street. Yeah, yeah, this is such a cool, it's like such a cool area. And uh, yeah, Chicago is laid out, what, from what I remember, very conveniently. Like it seemed like, uh, like, it, it, and maybe I'm wrong because I've only been there one time, but it, it seemed like, like if you wanted a, a bar situation, you went to this street. Oh, if, yeah. You it, can take a train anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, I seemed, mean, it just seemed it, like the like grid was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get to Chicago. 
I'm trying to also is your pizza trash? Because I hear all the time that Chicago <laughs> pizza is garbage compared to New York style pizza. <laughs> well, you know, you didn't, you didn't think Alabama, the hard hitting question was going to come down. Yeah, I'm trying to get to the. You know, the I, I, I actually personally like New York pizza, so that's very taboo around here. Oh, you're gonna get voted out of the island. Dog. You're you're gonna be ousted. Yeah, gonna... I can't. I can only say that on this podcast. <laughs> it's only between me, you, Justin, and whoever else is listening to this. Oh, that's that's, a, a, that's it. That's a broad stroke of yeah. weirdos out there. <laughs> yeah, good. Who knows what, who's listening? I can't show my face tomorrow. Good I think I think you summed it up though. Being from Alabama, you don't really have a dog in that fight. I mean, you're from New yeah. York, Justin, sure. so you. You would probably, you know, yeah, sit there. Nobody's nobody's ringing the bell on Syracuse style pizza though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you had that Q's, that Q'sa? Yeah, you're trying to get that that Q'sa, that Q slice up. No. Yeah. I tell you, I have been to New York and Chicago, and I've had pizza in both places. And what I remember about Chicago pizza was that it was just like um, lasagna with a piece of crust on the bottom. Is what I yeah, remember. Yeah, that's pretty oh, much for, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, the deep dish stuff, but it, it seriously was just a bunch of sauce and goop. It tasted delicious. Yeah, it's pizza soup with some bread on the bottom. Yeah, it just yeah, did. You have to eat it with a fork. It's yeah, a bread yeah, bowl. It, it, it's yeah, not a, it's no not a handheld a uh, cuisine. Yeah, it's, it's just a bread bowl casserole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bread bowl casserole. Um, um, how'd you guys, uh, let's, let's get, let's do, uh, let's do the background. Y'all, um, obviously you guys are both from Dothan-ish. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You guys grow up playing music together and just knew each other from from playing music and stuff. But how did you guys figure out that you guys were going to be kind of similar as far as what styles and what genres you were really into? Oh man, that that was a weird question. Yeah, do you, you want me to start tackling that? And I got, I'll just throw yeah, it I got to bandwidth you. for days, so just go nuts. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Well, it's interesting because me and Taylor did not go to the same high school. Justin, you went to high school with Taylor. Yes. I did not, and I did not know Taylor until after high school. So I think... That's right. Right after. Yeah, yeah. right. Like the summer that after like high summer school. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a bunch of mutual friends. And so... And our friend group was always really weird with music because I think everybody kind of liked collectively some of the same stuff, but then also everybody had kind of their own thing going too, but we, the co connection with that friend group was music in general. Like everybody played music, liked music, you know, listens to me, obviously. Um, but I, me and Taylor, I think had a really good connection because, and I've, I've told him this before, but we're, we're album guys. Like we would obsess and talk about like whole records as a, as a, as a concept or as a piece and really kind of dig into that. And, uh, and, and we just kind of formed a really, really strong friendship off of that. And that kind of led to, I had been writing some songs at that time and Taylor was, uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, sing his praises. He's an incredible musician. And he would, uh, he was also like a really good teacher for me because I had been playing in bar bands since I was 14. And it was a lot of that, like three chord, four chord song structures and stuff like that. And Taylor kind of opened up a different style for me to look into. And we, we did a lot of bedroom recording, like uh, in my mother's yeah. house, like till like four in the morning. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> watching like those infomercials that sell soul songs. You know, like it's like eighty soul songs. Oh yeah, you dude. Know? this is my favorite. Uh, Here and now, that yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'd have that on the TV, and then we'd be you know, we would just be playing songs into like a four track recorder, uh, and just taking turns back and forth on that, and. I think then, and I'm going to throw it to you in just a second. That's when we kind of started talking about like we, we both love the idea of records and collecting records and and reading records and looking at them and listening to them. That maybe we could do a record label and and kind of you know put our own uh, brand onto that. 
and uh, and that and we were probably what nineteen years old. Yeah. Or, no, 18. Yeah, we were first start. Yeah, right. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, if you want, you want to take it for a minute. Well, yeah, like you know, you take it back to that first time you came to Chicago. I mean, uh, that was a couple years later. We've been playing music together and writing a lot of music. You know, every summer I was home or whatever while I was in college. But after college, I started working in the music business and I worked for several record labels in Chicago. And from seeing the nuts and bolts of putting an independent record label together and putting it out, it's like, you know what? We, I think we could do this. Right. You know, like as far as like contacting, the, you know, doing all the pressing stuff, but then also getting, you know, uh, record stores on board and promoting and getting press and all that stuff. I was like, you know, I, I do this day to day. And I think I could do this with, you know, friends more than just acquaintances, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and that was kind of the initial conversation we had mm-hmm. about starting a record label. I remember that summer, and this is years ago now, sure. but we, we kind of conceptualized this idea of putting a record label together. We knew we could do small runs and make it, um, you know, financially feasible, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but there are, we had all the ambition in the world at that time but and the time, but we were the, lacking, only time the only time you could do it too. yeah no kids but, but yeah, what right, we were right. lacking was any type of financial awareness or like having any finance at all. right yeah. right yeah yeah <laughs> and, there, there, there was uh, no there was neither one of us had real jobs yeah being right. 20 you know 20 yeah. in dothan alabama you were not balling out of control no 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 and even me i was living you know i was living in a major metropolitan area working like in a record business which i loved but i wasn't making money doing it i was sure. like barely paying my rent you know no were you, else, so. were you this is when you were in chicago right because you worked yeah. at victory is that right he actually yeah worked at when victory. we first started talking i was uh at thrill jockey and bloodshot records right 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 you were um, actually at and, victory when i was on tour with the forecasts yes which is really tour. funny yeah because yeah, i was yeah, I was doing merch like I was like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, assigning merch for the forecast, like the hot topic and places yeah. like that when you were on tour, which is funny. Cause I didn't know that until after. Yes, yeah. I don't yeah. tell I don't I blaze a wide trail, but I don't tell nobody I'm coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just shows yeah. up in the middle of the night. That's 100 percent. But it's funny how like, small the world is. Right. Yeah. I mean, the music world, when you work in it, you realize how small it is. Yeah. And uh, it's like, that's why it gave me gave us kind of the idea of like we could do we could probably do this. And, um, and so I think piggybacking off that, we had decided um, we were we were going to call it Grenadier Records at that time. Right. Um, uh, and we, we you know, uh, Taylor's really good with like visual stuff. He had come up with several ideas and we really we really workshopped it that summer. We really talked about it a lot. We really looked at it. And uh, but yeah, again, I think it all goes back to being you know, 20 years old and just not having the, the finances and the, and I, and I guess even still, like, I mean, that was 20, what, 2003, 2004, maybe. Yes. Uh, what, yeah. And we're, we're like roughly that. 20 years later, but I mean, everything in the music business has changed completely again. I mean, it's almost, it seems as if now, like beside independent record stores, everything is online. I mean, there's no, Nobody's really going out and scouting bands as much as it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, right. it's all yeah, about like, how you build a brand online with Spotify and iTunes and, and uh, YouTube and everything, you know, all these things that you can use, of course, with social media too. And um, it's interesting. It's, it's a weird, I imagine 
if guys that have been in bands that are maybe like trying to make a resurgence in a career, it's pretty hard nowadays because if they did it the old way, they're like, what is this shit? Like, this is, this is, absolutely. (laughs) I can, uh, follow that up with, I remember when we were first having these conversations at that time, Mm -hmm. the way you kind of made it work is the label was really the promotion machine. And then when the records were printed or whatever was done, CDs, uh, whatever, it was all done through a distributor. You went through red or whoever, there was Mm -hmm. a bunch of different, you know, independent distributors that what were going at the time, touch and go and a bunch of others. And that's how you move the records. You know, you got them to stores still at that time, which yeah, is kind of yeah. crazy. It was Sam still an Goody. internet age, but people still shopped at stores and whatever else. You could and go now, to Sam Goody and you could. You right. Could. <laughs> Sam Goody. Right. We never had a Sam Goody. No, no. We had yeah. FYE. And what was the, uh, me and Taylor, yeah. me and Taylor Camelot. had this conversation about a week ago um, that we were talking about how our children will never know what it was like to go to a, a CD store and have to just there was no itunes to listen to a sample like it was just like i think this looks cool yeah you would see the the albums that came out that week and you'd have like the little headphones you could throw on and listen to like 10 seconds of each song yeah and but that was only pop music like you never yeah Yeah, and that was only if you wanted the new mariah carey right you're you weren't gonna hear like great southern trend kill by pantera or whatever (laughs) no but i mean i feel like if you if you already knew that you were going to buy a great Southern Trinco. You didn't really need to listen to any of the songs no. on it. Anyway, you, you already knew that you were going to go home with that. Like you, were, you were like, what's this all about? You, you knew what you were getting into there. I mean, absolutely. What was the store in the mall? Uh, not to just jump completely off, but me and Taylor talked, what it was it? Was it blockbuster music? There was blockbuster that was yeah. up from the fountain mm-hmm. and then Camelot that was down the way. By yeah. Vic- Cause Secret. originally it was record bar. I don't yeah. Know record that, bar. When we were kids, kids, it was record. And then bar. That, that, that's what I bought my first tapes in record bar. And then like that became blockbuster, but then that moved mm-hmm. to the one on the corner. Yeah. Blockbuster too. It toward the end of its uh, life. You could, you could take a CD up to somebody and they would open the, the, oh, the, yeah. the shrink wrap on it. Yeah. And let you listen to it. Which is crazy because you know how many albums, you know how many cases walked out of that store with nothing in them? Of course. Because of that? Yeah. I mean, of course. (laughs) I mean, and and toward the end, I think it was probably like ultra lazy where they were just like, "Eh, whatever, if you want to listen to it. Yeah. I worked at Camelot, or no, well, then it became FYE. I worked there for a Christmas. For your entertainment. That's right. That's what that stood for. <laughs> it did. <laughs> and uh, and I remember thinking, um, I was super excited because music's always been my thing. And um, it was a part-time job for the for the holiday, and I went to work for it. And I remember how quickly I hated it, um, how I was just like, I just want to listen to music, and I just want to talk about music, but I don't want to work here. I don't want to do it like this. Yeah, like, I mean, because you would have, like, a woman come in and be like, I'm like, hey, can I help you? And she'd be like, yeah, I'm looking for this song that's like, and I, th- I think the word love is in it and then just stare at you blankly and you're like thug love by tupac so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i think you're, what you're looking for is ru- uh um sepultura and i'm gonna go ahead and bring you over to this right now um yeah, take this home Show your now kids. we call it beneath the remains here you go, <laughs> no, here you go. Here you. yeah have you ever heard of king diamond I think it's right in your wheelhouse, lady. <laughs> he sings about love, uh, but yeah, but I I do think that it's it's vastly different today. And I mean, it, me and Taylor are kind of navigating these waters now, and it's interesting the social media thing. Like that's really where you you cut your teeth on it, you know. 
Oh, for anything now. Yeah, I mean any business. Anything. Yeah, and anything. you're you're opening yeah. a business. I mean it's yeah. it's everything is 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 it, it's powered off of Instagrams and yeah. Facebook and Twitter or whatever. Years, years ago, you'd you'd get together, you'd write a you'd put an album out, you'd call it a demo, you'd ship it to fifteen different labels, mm-hmm. hoping that somebody would even open the box. Right. And then hopefully somebody heard it. You'd get a shout, and they'd say, "Hey, we'll." I'll tell you what, if you give us X amount of percentage of the ownership of this, we'll send you on tour, but you've got to sell all your own merch to pay for gas. Right. Exactly. That's exactly how it was. It was very much not starting out as not a glamorous thing at all. Like I remember I've been on tour where we were in like a 16 passenger church bus type thing with a U-Haul trailer. Like people like, Oh, you toured with all these cool bands. I'm like, yeah, but some of them were not, rad at all like yeah i do think yeah. people get the mis- the the conception like uh, when they hear like even now like when we we have we've released two singles so far with minor hymns and i was telling tara the other day i've had people uh, and, and it's very uh um flattering that people have reached out and they've like you know hey we we want to how do we get on your label how do we do all this and yeah uh, and it's it's not that we don't want anybody else on the label, of course, but it's that we're, y'all are still learning too. We're we're learning, yeah. Like well, this oh, is absolutely. this is a yeah. you know trial and error thing. And what we've been really good about doing is that um, we do like a weekly kind of meeting, you know, where it's usually on the phone. We talk for an hour or two, and uh, and after we kind of go through like you know the the mundane things of life and funny little things that have happened with our kids and stuff, then we kind of break down the bullet points of what we're going to do next and what what is working, what's not working or what can we do maybe a little different next time around. And, um, and it's been really good. I mean, I think, I think so far we've, we've kind of maintained a pretty good course. Um, just, just yeah, and, it's day by you day. I remember how, like how new this is for us. Like Brad's been working on this music for a long time. Um, and the minor hymns portion of it is really new. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's literally months old so you know from like a few months we've managed to kind of like uh you know get the singles together and out get some videos together put out start you know the social media stuff which is pretty much everything now like we just said Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's but we one thing because of where we are now in our lives and everything else we realize like right now it's all about slow growth like we're not trying to like absolutely you know well that's the thing like i've always told people everybody's asked me like you should do a free newspaper in troy or montgomery or whatever and i'm like yeah but like if i have if i build a if i throw up a house real fast and i don't spend time to know that that foundation is going to hold the weight that i want it to hold you're asking for trouble yeah oh absolutely what's interesting too is that Taylor has not lived. God, I mean, you really have not lived here since high school, beside like the occasional summer, or I know, yeah, Uh, yeah, like officially lived there most of the year. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've always maintained our friendship, um, you know, like through children and and wives, and you know, uh, and just normal everyday stuff. But we kind of had a really like good reconnect this year, I think, where like you know we just we started talking a lot more. And, uh, and really how, and I just can, just going to put this in there. Like, this is kind of how minor hymns kind of came back or a record label and, uh, and, and working together to do this came back around was, I think it was like probably first of the year, right? Maybe like January, February. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had like, like several songs recorded that I've been working on and me and you were just texting about probably like old wrestlers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And My favorite. His in, the, the ins and outs of his life. And uh, and I was like, well, hey, man, shoot me your email address over and let me send you a few of these songs I've been working on because uh, – and I also say Taylor's always one of those guys that, like, we, we had a good connection on writing. Like, I think we, we, we think a lot – like, as much as we are different as how we play and how we write things, we also have a good connection in there too and kind of can sense what the other likes and what, what works well for a song. That, sure. that we're both looking at, yeah. you know, and um, I sent him the stuff and he just came back very enthusiastic and was, I think we probably talked about it for like a week. And then you were like, Hey, do you, do you think you might want to kind of like go back and do this record label idea? And it was just kind of this like real serendipitous thing. It was like, it's been 20 years. Like we really wanted to do this 20 years ago. And now we're both a little more stable and older mm-hmm. and we've got, you know, families and we've got careers and we've got you know a little extra money not probably much but just enough to be able to uh yeah you can kick a hundred bucks towards it every sure now right 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 yeah and, <laughs> right yeah. yeah and you know and so that's really kind of how this got rolling again and so um and then taylor was like well <laughs> i think it was like i've got it i'm gonna email you a list of names i've been kind of working on that might be kind of cool and minor hymns was there, and I think we just immediately agreed, like, yeah, that's that's it right there. I mean, that's that's what we want. And I think you knew immediately. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was good or not. It was they were probably mostly terrible. But, I don't uh, remember what the rest oh, of. Them I wish were. I would have been on that workshop, dog. I would have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Justin would have had it like <laughs> sardine spatulas. Yeah, dude. Cool songs. Yeah. Cool songs. <laughs> LLC. Uh, cool song. Yeah, yeah, that's all you need. Tight jams for all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so silly. But I guess like moving to that, it would be if I'm getting off topic. Let me know. I'm I'm trying to. Are we still talking about music, man? You start talking about like balloon animals, we're gonna have an issue. But y'all, oh, okay, still cool, in yeah, neighborhood, you good? Well, yeah, just more about like how we kind of got to where we are today. Um, I had written, you know, a lot of these songs and a couple of them co-written with friends. And w- interestingly enough, the first single, "The Keep," which will also be the name of the record coming out, was written lyrically by me and another friend and then probably uh, it uh, truthfully it was a riff that taylor wrote 20 years ago yeah and uh and i i mean i i happily admit that i stole it from him a hundred percent i mean I, he's it's his I, I give him credit all day long for it but it was one of those things that it, I, I think it was one of the first things that i had learned to play i remember him just playing it and thinking like that is unlike anything I've ever played before. Mm-hmm. Like this is not just like some basic kind of, you know, chord, sure. chord structure. This is something really kind of different and cool. And it stuck with me. And for 20 years, um, I, it was one of those things that like every time I pick up a guitar, I'd always kind of gravitate toward that, that piece. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of wrote a song to it without telling him I was doing that. Didn't think it would go anywhere. And, and then I had to have the conversation. I was like, Hey man, uh, you remember that thing you wrote? And I think you were like, <laughs> I think you were like, uh, maybe I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I think, like the yeah, root like, note is in okay. G sharp, but it's real weird, man. It's like, I don't know what the chord is. It's like a, I call them $10 chords. I was like, it's like a $10 chord and it kind of moves around. I don't know what to do with it. Um, but I kind of wrote a song to it and, uh, <laughs> he was like, cool. And I sent it to him and I think you were like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that little guitar part. And, yeah. um, <laughs> And so I, but I, I, I mean, did, you play it better than I do now. I mean, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I still don't think I play it right, but um, I'll learn it in no time. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that was Justin used to do like years ago. I would write a song and he would hear it um, and do the jankiest version of it. Yeah, he'd come up with this like, boba. Because I mean, I, I, I openly admit that I was talking to Tyler Brockett. He over engineers every I fucking, every song. I, excuse me, I write I write songs that 
I make it too hard for myself. Well, the problem is you match your, uh, all the different, you match kind of the complexity of your lyrics with the complexity of the music. And it's all like, it's, it's very difficult to play. Yeah. Like if you don't, like, obviously I don't pl- like, I play drums. I just take a stick and smash it into stuff. <laughs> right, right. And I'm not great at that either. And so like to be able to pick up a guitar and be like, okay, I can figure out just enough to where I could play it without Brad in the room and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> well, right. Because no one's like, because nobody else is a musician paying attention and, yeah. and going like, Oh, is he like Travis picking and rolling on that? Not like, at all. No, no, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a power I've chords. Got, and- I've gotten better about uh, the writing process of like just allowing music to happen. I think I was way too cerebral about that from a lot oh, of years yeah. where it's like, and I think you, you know what I'm talking about Taylor, where you're like, absolutely. It's yeah. gotta be this. It's gotta be like, so or much. just this idea that it has to be this. Yeah. Uh, huge orchestra. Yeah, everything thing. has to be like this super high level. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. With super complex. The guitar yeah, part which... has to sound like the craziest thing you've ever heard. And, and what I realized quickly is like you can't I, play it live like well, that. Well, and I'm not in King Crimson. Yeah, right. I'm like well, you sure. know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not in Steely Dan. I'm not in King Crimson. And I started looking back, like once I really, and in the last decade, I think this is a lot of what Minor Hymns is about too, is that it's appreciation of the song. And I got, and me and Taylor talk about this a lot with like our favorite writers, but I started looking at people that I really respect and love. And a lot of those songs are just three chord songs. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just taking yeah. the the bare bones and they're making these like incredible things with it. And, uh, and I stopped torturing myself with that. I was like, yeah, you don't have, I mean, if the song calls for it, cool. If it doesn't just let it breathe and do its thing. Like it doesn't need, it doesn't need, you know, a, a, a third bridge. Yeah. Brad, did you, so <laughs> I know Brad wrote a lot of his stuff by himself. Um, yeah. Did you do? Did you make it ultra complex because it was just you, and you felt like you needed to build like almost a whole band sound around one song? Or I think I think so. I mean, I have played with people throughout the years, and um, and I say this, and it's not because uh, he's on the other end of the phone and he's my business partner, but uh, the most comfortable I've ever been playing with somebody was like somebody like with Taylor. Sure, you know, it's like we kind of understood each other, and again, he was able to early on kind of guide the songs in ways that maybe I didn't see were going to happen. Uh, but the problem is, and this is before you had zoom or anything else. Yeah. I mean, when somebody lives across the country, you're not jamming and writing, right? There's a, yeah. there's, yeah. there's yeah. a delay. You may be recording a piece and sending it to them or something like that. But I do think I do that. I do for a long time because I, I didn't have a, I don't have a band. So it's a lot of the time you just keep building parts and I play everything. So it's like when I, like everything you hear on the record with the exception of like, uh, and we'll get to this song in just a minute, but like most everything is me. And so, and I, and Taylor's been a really good sounding board because I remember one song in particular, I sent it to him and I was like, I, I don't know about what's going on with this thing. And he's like, yeah, maybe lose that piano part. Like sure. it's, it, and it's good to have somebody that's able to talk to you like that because I'm like, also like that, the song in particular I wrote 20 years ago, like there's a lot of new songs on this and there's some older ones too that I've kind of like. Like the keep, for instance, now I don't think sounds anything like it was in its inception. Sure, it's a totally different song. Um, I think it's the best version of that song can be, um, and it was almost nice to put that song to bed and be like, okay, like it's done, you know. Yeah. But like with this other song I'm talking about, it's called Luna. Yeah, I mean I've written it and I've played it so many times and I've I've changed it here and there and this that and the other that you almost get confused with it. You're like, I don't know what to do anymore with this thing. Yeah. And 
uh, I sent this one to Taylor and like we were kind of workshopping it and he's like, yeah, drop that piano. Like, do you remember this Taylor? Like, yeah, yeah maybe don't, maybe, let's take the piano out. Let's see what it sounds like. And it immediately sounded better. Like it didn't sound as busy. I think that's what you yeah, were getting at. Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. there. Sometimes like, yeah, too many cooks spoil the broth. You know what sure. I mean? It was like too much stuff going on. But in my mind, I was like, if I had a, I think a lot of times I think too, like if I had a full band, I'd want somebody on piano. Yeah. And if I had a full band, I would have drums and I'd have a violin and I'd have all these things. And I don't have those things. So yeah. you turn it into November rain in no time. <laughs> Every, we, 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 right. made that, we made that comment a few weeks ago. It's like yeah. everything yeah, is not like. Not everything has to be November rain, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. It can be estranged, but it can't be November rain. <laughs> I'm sold on all of that. Yeah. Actually. yeah. We're going to make that record. We're going to just. Uh, uh, the trilogy reimagined so it'll be don't oh yeah when we, when we discussed the early days of the record label it's like okay we'll agree to do this <laughs> but, but at some point we have to do our use your illusions mm-hmm. okay just gotta <laughs> i'm yeah i'm down for that blues of illusions <laughs> i'm talking like i have yeah. anything to do with this project whatsoever well i think you, you I mean, well and i will say this too like the minor hymns thing has been really great so far too because it has been a real outreach of friendship like we've sourced out like for photography friends of ours justin mm-hmm. justin did some yes. photos for us um yes it, reaching yeah. out to people that are artistically inclined or or have that kind of mindset and going hey like we want you to jump on board with this and help yeah, us let's out have fun man yeah and and that's the other main thing we talked about was like if this stops being fun then it's not worth doing for like, sure right we don't think we're gonna make a, a grip of money on this thing like no, if we do one day a, yeah. it's it's great but <laughs> That's not the goal, and I think if that was our goal, we'd already be disappointed. We'd well, be frustrated out of the gate. Yeah, you you just come out angry because you're like, also there's a real ego in that, and there's a real narcissism I think in being like I've created. I mean, I think you have to have a bit of a narcissistic personality to be on stage at all, to a fault. Right. Because I don't feel like I'm a narcissist at all. Well, but, no, but there is something in the ego at least where you go like I've created something, I've written something, and I want to share it with people. And there's mm-hmm. this whole theory about like once you once you've created something and you put it out there, it doesn't belong to you anymore. Yeah. Whoever listens to it, it's now their their art, and it's not yours. And uh, and I, I do believe that to be true, because um, I think if you like really think about your favorite songs, you probably don't really want to know what they're about. No. I remember hearing stories about like people loving a song and then being like, that song was about their dad's like colorectal cancer, and you're like, yeah, yeah, shit, that sucks. Like I don't. I thought it was like a love song to his kid. You For know, sure. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's about <laughs> anal cancer. So you, you probably don't. Well, good luck, you know. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I think the whole thing is is a community. That's I think that's what we're trying to do. And we do want to release records by other people one day. But our whole kind of idea is right now is just let's put out one. Let's do one. One record at a time. Yep. yep. And let's let's. Yep. But by the time one comes out and we start working on something else, then it's like, well, now we can have a sounding or a starting point to look back and go like, okay, like we, we did, we tried this with this record and maybe we don't do this the next time or, um, sure. Taylor, but, didn't you went, to, you went to school for music? Yeah. Yeah. That Berkeley college of music in Boston. How was that? Massive. Yeah. How exciting was that? Um, it was depressing. Really? But, uh, <laughs> was it it's one like, of those things you know, where you're like, I've, I've worked my whole life to get here and you look around and you're like, man, this is whack. Like, yeah, we're pretty much, if you want to be jaded about music. Yeah. It's a great place to go. Oh, sure. Just went, <laughs> so yeah, I, I couldn't escape, uh, Boston fast enough at that point. And, but I mean, I, I've loved my musical adventures after that. Yeah. So, and it's it, been all over the there, place so too. I can't complain. 
you've lived all over the place in the music industry, right? Yeah, I mean, Chicago was the was the main music business mm-hmm. side, and then I lived in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area for man a long time, ten years, I think. Yeah, and uh, that one I was all over the place. I was I was doing music there, but I was more like in photography and doing other kinds of stuff. I gotcha. Yeah, I've seen some so, of your. I, I know you like that that eight millimeter, that super wide. Oh, oh yeah, go as wide as possible, but yeah. without fisheye. It's like a ten millimeters. It's like it's yeah. as wide as you can go without without bubbling it up. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to shoot some like really amazing bands, right? Like you shot, you shot uh, Motorhead, right? Oh yeah, well Motorhead was a big one because I got to fly to England to shoot Motorhead. That's which an, cool. That's amazing. That's at Brixton Academy in London. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so I got to do I got to do a few cool things. I shoot some festivals. I flew to Norway to shoot a festival in Bergen. It was really awesome. That's rad. And That's uh, uh, there was a, actually one of the most fun festivals I shot was in Lawrence, Kansas. It was like a. Do you remember when uh, Scion, like the Toyota car yeah, company, yeah, yeah, yeah. was like sponsoring music festivals? Do you remember this? Yeah, very vaguely. Yeah, yeah hamst- but, inflatable yeah. hamsters everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was like a thing. And so they did this whole thing called Garage Fest. It was all like garage rock from all over the country. And they did it in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, which is where the University of uh, uh, Kansas is. Yeah. Uh, and I'd never been there. And I got to, I got to shoot it for um, an outlet in New York. And I flew in and I was like, I'm driving to Lawrence, Kansas. So I go to Lawrence, Kansas. And like, it was one of the coolest little towns. It had all these really cool venues, and everybody there was really into the music. And that was that was one of those fun things I ever did shooting shows. But that's crazy. Know, oh, when you started this story, I was thinking you were going to tell me, and and I was going to be very jealous and incredibly upset that you had not told me that. What do they call it? Is it Rockville? That they do is the festival they do in the Midwest somewhere where it's like all the '80s hair metal bands play. Oh, oh, uh, is it Rockville? No, I, uh, you know what I'm talking oh, about, man, right? You're killing me. Yeah, I know, I know what it is. Uh, like Dawkins will be there, yeah, and Faster Pussycat. It's, uh, it's in like Wyoming or something. Um, yeah, I can't, I, oh, yeah, it, yeah, either no, way. I wanted to go to that so bad, I could never convince anybody to pay me to go out there to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like, but I really want to do it honestly. I honestly oh, I'm sure, I know you do. And <laughs> like I don't shoot photos. I just want to go to it. I don't. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah man. Rockfest totally is it Rockfest? Rockfest, maybe that's a, it. Yeah. Rockfest. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's real generic sounding. Like metal fest. Yeah, it's not. It's not like they were like. Is it metal fest in Casper, Wyoming? Maybe. No, I don't. No, I think the one, I, it might be in Casper. I, I mean, I don't want us to talk about this for forty-five minutes, but I do think. That it's like it's like in Ohio or something. Bear Trap Summerfest. And <laughs> I've literally just Googled hair metal festival. <laughs> but it was like it's like poison. I mean, you get like the big ones like Poison and Motley Crue or something. But then yeah, like, if you have your headliners, then you got like Winger doing a set. And, oh uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and then yeah. like the then you got your like uh, and Taylor's really oh, good at this. No, it was it's in Oklahoma, that, Rocklahoma. Rocklahoma. Oh, shit. Yeah. Rock, yep, Oklahoma. that's it. Good God! Yes. It's like the Sturgis. Yeah, it's like a Sturgis thing. Yeah. Do absolutely. you do you think that like, do you think the hierarchy in that is still like, uh, there's still some ego in there for those bands? There has to be, right? Like, oh, hundred percent. We're like, you know it. like you know it. kicks is like, really? Like we're playing the one o'clock slot, but yeah, but the Bullet Boys like, get six. Like, yeah. come yeah, on, like, dude, that's we're not... totally over Bullet Boys, come right? right. <laughs> kicks goes over Bullet Boys, 100%. right? Who who booked this shit? <laughs> You know, uh, come on. 
So yeah. how is how is putting like Brad, you've recorded basically everything in your house so far, yes, right? Yes. Um but you've also had some collaborations on a couple of your songs as well. How does that work? You just So Tell me all your secrets. Okay. There's not many. I'm gonna uh, duplicate all your efforts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I started really a couple of years ago, I decided I really wanted to make this record and I, I looked around at a lot of places around here to record with with people and no fault of anybody else. It just, it just never could come together. It just never could come. It just, sure. uh, you were part of it at one point you broke mm-hmm. your ankle and it was like, yeah. you know, drums is like, well, it's obviously he's not going to play drums. And it's, I've got, yeah, 20 stairs and, to get and up, up to 20 my stairs to get to where we are right now. So beautiful. Yeah. So I, um, instead I just, I went ahead and bought a really, really good mic. And, um, I, just said, you know, I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to take my time with it. And I want this to remain fun and an outlet for me. Um, I work a serious job. I have a child and I have a family and to be able to come home and, and have that time by myself to really like create and allow myself to create like that became so much more important and so cathartic. And yeah, so I would essentially start with a guitar part and record that. And then, um, I'm not the best piano player, but I'm, I'm like, uh, I always say if you're drunk, you, you'll enjoy my piano playing. Sure. Or if you're listening to a record, it may have taken me 44 times to get it down. But you, it's right. You've got to do it. it one note at a time. Yeah, I got it right. Um, and I'm self-taught on all that stuff. So yeah. like everybody's like, you read music? Like, Can you read this for Mike? I remember some girl was – I was playing piano somewhere. Like at, I forget. It was someplace, and I, I played a couple songs on piano. And this girl was like, you're pretty good. Would you play my wedding? And I was like, no, you don't want that. Like, you really don't <laughs> want that. Like – I get, yeah, you're not going to enjoy that at all if that's what happens. But I, uh, yeah, I just, and then I would record that and, and I really kept those songs really close to the vest for a while. Like it was not, I shared with like very, like people like Taylor mm-hmm. or you or friends that I knew would, would not lie to me and be like, oh, it's the best thing I ever heard. Sure. But to be like, hey, you're, you're on the right path of doing something. And what's really interesting about this record and what I, I think we're both really excited about is that these songs and a lot of these songs Taylor has heard and played on and been a part of for, for 20 years now, they, they all, the whole album took a different direction than ever what I was intending it to be. I mean, honestly, when I started it, I really thought like, this is just going to be an acoustic record, just Mm -hmm. me and a guitar and the songs. And, and I know it sounds like super cheesy and cliche, but the songs, like once I really let them start kind of speaking to me and I just like really, giving yourself to the the song, I was like, Oh wait, like this could be something different. This yeah. could be something bigger. Um, and so for instance, like one of the last songs I wrote for the record, which, uh, I think is going to be, it's my favorite track on the record. And I had written the song and all I had written was a piano part and a vocal. And it was really a demo. And I just sent it to Taylor and I sent him the stems of it, you know, mm-hmm. like broke out, here's the piano part, here's the guitar part yep. or here's whatever. And I, I told him, I was like, I, I, I don't know what a guitar part needs here. Like it needs something, but, I've also learned too, like if I look at something too long, I go crazy. So I'm oh, like, yeah. let's let somebody else with like a totally different mind look at this and see what they come up with. And I emailed it to Taylor and it was like, what, two weeks probably you sent it back? Maybe even a week. I don't think. I don't yeah, think, something. Yeah. I don't think it was real long. And what he sent me back was like, whoa. Like it felt like we were in the same room. Like we had come up with, mm-hmm. you know, like all the stuff he added and all the stuff he came up with. Um, and it it just fit the niche of this record and we we laugh about it a lot because it like we'll, like like on the minor hymns instagram it'll be like he'll do a hashtag like dark folk sure 
which sounds a lot, yeah, it sounds a lot cooler than it probably is, but <laughs> it, but I think that's Bunch what of it black is. black cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it, it kind of just took a direction that was not like a horror movie, but it's, it's, it's real somber. Yeah. The, the instrumentation's a lot different. It's, it sounds like what True Detective season one looks like. I think that's the best compliment I've ever oh, gotten in my life. Yeah, like yeah. that's exactly yeah. what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sound I I described my own songs, and I know this is like the it's the hardest thing to do because you you always sound like the worst person. But absolutely, because when people say let's what have kind, it though, what <laughs> kind of music? Well, I'm gonna say it, but yeah. like, what kind of music do you play? And you're me and Tara laugh about this all the time because it's like <sighs> you're either gonna sound like overly pretentious or you're gonna undersell it completely. Sure. There's no happy medium. You could just say like I write songs, right? Like I just, yeah. I just write some songs. It's like right? Bob Dylan, but he watched his cat get run over. <laughs> that's that's actually maybe the better one. I, I described I, after like I'm just real, picturing. I'm just like bl- just like blindly trying to explain what I think somebody could misconstrue dark folk as. Right. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I assume that music is so silly that there. I'm sure there is a genre people really take serious called dark folk music. I'm uh, sure. Taylor, I'm right. I'm sure you know. I mean, there's, there's got to be some dude out there. Delivering you know, it. as as we started doing this and using that as a hashtag, I found out there there is a sort of a subgenre <laughs> of dark nice. folk. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe we become the spearheaders of that movement. Maybe we right. we take it yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, dude. But but the mo- the thing that I kind of said, I was like, once I really started like listening back to these songs, and I was like, it's they seem to me like folk songs that got trapped in a haunted house and couldn't find their way back out again. They just kind of got stuck in there and with all the extra instrumentation and the kind of like, there's a lot, there's some experimental stuff on there and I don't, I'm not trying to sound like it was just yeah. stuff that you would not normally find on songs that are just written on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, and I think the other main thing, and if this is the one of the, I think probably the, the best feeling is that we both really believe in this record. Um, and that's not to say like, you know, like we think it's the best thing that's ever been made, but we really believe like it can find a home with people and not, you know, not saying like a grand scale or, you know, major or anything like that. But I do, we both think like we, after talking about this and looking at it, we're like, yeah, I think like we've got something we're really proud of on our hands sure. and we're excited yeah. to share that with other people. And that was part of the conversation when yeah. we first started talking about this back in January when Brad had sent me some of the tracks that he, I asked him what he wanted to do with them. I was like, what are you going to do with this record? He's like, I don't know. Like probably just release it myself, like digitally or whatever. Sure. And, and that's fine. But I thought that was kind of a shame at the same time. I was like, this needs to be like on a physical, like physical media with yeah. like a, a whole, you know, like we talked about at the very beginning, right? We're both yeah. record people. Yeah. We have, we both have vast record collections. Mm-hmm which much to the chagrin of our significant others and everything else <laughs> that take up and, way too and much to room. the chagrin of our backs when we have to move somewhere. Exactly. Oh, moving. I uh, swear I'll never move again. I'm yes. going to die in this house. I'll just burn so, yeah. right. Yeah. But like we love, you know, it needs artwork and like, uh, something physical you put on, whether that's, you know, a record, like, you know, like vinyl or mm-hmm. is it, I wish we prefer, but also like CDs or whatever else that mm-hmm. possibly may come down the line. But, something physical you can hold in your hands and it just deserves that. I just felt like the music deserved that at this point. I was like, it, it shouldn't just be digital and just fly by night. People play it on their iPhones, which is fine. Sure. Um, yeah, but I, feel like, I feel like with the digital age, like it makes everything so disposable because there's nothing yeah, tangible to remind yeah. you that you like it. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we all do it. Like we all have our, you know, Spotify right? or Apple music sure. accounts or whatever. And I listen to music on all the time sure. on my phone, but I still, you know, having something physical means so much more. Yeah. And so, yeah. And me and Taylor have talked about this. There, there's still to me, and I guess it appeases like the, the 13 year old kid that wasn't into sports and wasn't into other, the other things that, but I was into music and, that feeling of like holding a record in your hand and like reading the liner notes and reading the lyrics and the thank yous and the artwork and all of that, that tangible experience was like, it's to me as a kid was really magical. And we also laughed about like, you would have your, you know, you'd save up your like money for the week, you know, like you wouldn't eat yeah. lunch at school. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm going to, you know, no. yeah. It's, we talk to lunch ladies, you know, oh, to give you some sure. fries or whatever Put else. That on. You pocket your dollar. Matt Hardiman. You know? Matt Hardman, yeah. a good friend of all of ours, is was the yeah. king, king of the lunchroom back then. He boy, he had like eight milks by the like by sea yeah. lunch. He's a, he's a swindler though. That's why. Yeah, but yeah, and then but there was there was this real. Um, I mean, this kind of goes back to that whole thing about like our kids not knowing what like a record store, like not what we knew it as sure. as, as children, but like there there now, was now the closest thing here is Hot Topic, right? Right, which is a dog on shame. It's a shame, yeah. But there was this real magic about being interested in that kind of thing and going in and spending like, I mean, Taylor, we, we talked about it. Like our parents would drop us off and you'd be there for 14 hours or something like that. Like you you got to the mall at like 10 o'clock in the morning. Your parents would pick you up at like seven that night and you would have to figure out your budget and be well, like, I'm here all day long. I know I'm going to buy an album. Like that's happening. That's like, sure. Oh yeah. That yeah. music store that's over where gold's gym used to be. Now it's like, uh, whatever planet fitness where metal Mike used to work. Oh, um, Liverpool. 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 Yeah. That was yeah. that spot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for oh, for our generation. Shout, shout out to Mike Snell. Yeah. Mike yeah. Snell metal for Mike. sure. Absolutely. Mike Liverpool Snell did record. the Lord's work for a long time. Absolutely. That dude was bringing in like all kinds of independent music. Um, you know, uh, and a lot of metal. I mean, obviously he's metal Mike. Sure. Um, bringing in but some loved all types of music. I mean, yeah, okay. he was known as metal Mike, but he loved all types of music. And yeah. just, and just yeah. one of the raddest dudes ever. Like he was just such a good dude. I mean, I'm sure he's still Gave me my dude. first job. Yeah. That's how I even got the job at victory records. Cause I had uh label experience with Thrill jockey and bloodshot. Yeah. But because I also had screen printing experience because oh, of metal Mike, graphics. Yes. Because I had that on my resume, they called me back That's because awesome. they also printed their own merch at, at victory. So they were like, Oh, you can run a press. I was like, yeah, yeah. I absolutely can. Come on so over. That's how I got my job at victory. So shout out yeah. to Mike Snell. Yeah, absolutely. Has he, have you talked to him lately? Um, not in a while, unfortunately, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear he's doing well. Good, just, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, and I think that, that whole aesthetic though, of just appreciating the tangible product and the, uh, and what we're finding out now is like the hours and hours of work that go into like creating these things and the conversations you have to have about like what song goes where and why are, you know, uh, this, that, and the other. And just building it. You, you're, you're really building the whole thing. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think what we're looking at is the keep will be out, um, late fall, probably. Would you say Taylor? Yeah, that's the idea We're I mean, we're jumping in line here <laughs> with, uh, at the pressing plant, which is there's multiple pressing plants, but there's only so many machines that actually press vinyl mm -hmm. in the world. They don't make new vinyl pressing machines. It's kind of a lost art, but yeah. they keep them running. And so uh, 
you know, with COVID, they all got pushed back. But mm-hmm. I have been told that, yeah, fall, like late fall is probably a good, you know, and point we, to shoot for. Yeah, yeah. And so we've released two singles um, and they are available um, under my name, Brad Clayton, um, under you can type that in on Spotify or um, I think I'm the only Brad Clayton on any streaming site and you'll see the keep and splitting the atom. We just released splitting the atom last Friday. Yeah. And um, the video is so sick. Uh, yeah. The video is really, really cool. Um, we, uh, we had a lot of fun making that Taylor does all the kind of editing and puts all that together and it's, blows my mind every time he sends it to me because i'm like i don't know how you do this and you've got a kid and a job and a wife and how do you pull this you know off? you know how it is you spit you're like i got 20 minutes let's throw something <laughs> together and then you come back to it like a day or two later and throw like, another I got 20, 20 minutes. at it yep yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he sends it to me and i'm like it looks like you spent you know days in a row doing this and he's like no just yeah it's like 30 minutes here 30 minutes there but um yeah so you can search that on youtube uh, i think the local is going to share it uh, yeah, next we'll have week it or so, and you can check that out. Maybe some links to the awesome. singles too, um, which would be great. And then we've also um, I've got a couple announcements about shows I could do. Um, yeah, man, spill the yeah, beans. Yeah, I got yesterday. I got an email. I don't think I've even told you, Taylor, about this. Uh, I did this once before at Mural City Coffee on August tenth. I will be doing um, a, it's like a songwriters in the round, a la like Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. And it'll be me. I'm not sure who else is on the bill yet. It'll be two or three other performers but we'll basically be just taking turns performing original music and and kind of talking about the process of creating that song and i'm gonna uh have a few songs off the new record and play those and so um there's that and then there's um i'm playing the art museum i think september 17th this will all be up on the website soon we can do that um and you can kind of go there and look and then um uh, the folklore brewery i'm playing there september 10th Stacking them up. I'm trying, man. I'm kind of getting back into the COVID kind of why I, I just kind of started getting back into it. And then COVID happened and I yeah. kind of canceled all the stuff I was doing. And so, um, and I, and when I do play live at a place like folklore, I will do a lot of cover songs. Like I'll do that. But some of these gigs, like the art museum, if you want to, if you're wanting to see somebody play original music and their own stuff, like these are the good gigs to go to because For you're sure. going to get to see somebody who's actually doing this thing. And I'm also kind of working at this thing. I'm, I'm trying to kind of get it underway. It's very in its infant, infancy right now, but uh, kind of doing like a building a culture day type thing. And I'm, I'm going to see about maybe like the thirsty pig or something like that, being able to maybe get a Saturday and get two or three local bands to play, have some local art vendors and, and shops and things like that that maybe want to set up and there'll be a food truck and all that kind of stuff. And if you just want to go out and support local this area and the and there's I think there's I've always thought Dothan, Alabama breeds some really incredible art. It's and wild it how does. many like yeah. like from yeah. like the Beaver Teeth days sure. to like Buddy Bowie. We got Amal Wurstler and Kevin Scott that we mm-hmm. both grew up yep. all of us yep. grew up with. Like so much weird, like super, super talented nerds have come out of this place. You know, and yeah, I, and I think, travel all over the world. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I think we often I know I've had this conversation with both of you, but I think that happens because there's growing up and it's not it's not a it's not a rag on Dothan, but there's there just wasn't a whole lot to do. You could go hang out at Southside McDonald's in a parking lot <laughs> all night or yeah, you you just picked up an instrument, or you picked up a football, and it was kind yeah. of like you know, or art. I mean, and then we then not to mention the incredible art of people like Jacob Edwards and Neil Russler and sure. friends like that that do 
uh, it, Justin's got photography here. Drew Burke's from here. He does photography. I mean, there's just some amazingly talented, really hardworking people, and they're all really good people. Like, yeah. Just good human beings that create, and that's kind of the idea behind this record label too. Is just encompassing like people that you love and respect, and showcasing some of their art. I mean, I'm sure we're going to try to get some of the artists mentioned. You know, maybe to make some flyers or some art for the for the label and t-shirt designs and stuff like that sure um, yeah and just to be I, I just think that's a great thing like it's kind of giving back to each other and maybe helping each other out a little bit down the road yeah and, dude and just supporting each other i think that's just it's, it's a cool thing and so we have a lot of announcements yet to come um taylor you want to like plug the website and all that kind of good stuff yeah where, yeah where we uh, find y'all at yeah so uh the label again minor hymns so uh like hymns, like you would sing in an old church there. And you would, uh, <laughs> so it's minorhymns.com is the main site. And then, you know, Instagram or everywhere else is just at minorhymns. Um, and follow us, you know, do the whole thing. And uh, we'll have tons of stuff coming up. You know, again, we're two singles deep, you know, digital. So right. it's really new. Um, yeah. There's going to be new stuff all the time. We have, uh, crazily, we have shirts and stickers for sale, which is kind of wild to me. Yeah, because the, the request for shirts, like we did not anticipate that coming. No, I, I did. didn't expect that because we don't really have anything out yet. There's no records yet for the next couple of months. So I, people kept emailing, like, do you have shirts? Do you have like a shirt for the design? I, like, oh, I guess. So we made shirts and uh, they've sold pretty well. So, but there are, they are live on the site now and are shipping now. So that's so rad. And uh, and the shirts look really great. And that's just not because I'm a part of this team, but they they look really yeah, good. Looks I wore good. it yesterday. It's like the softest shirt you can get. Uh, the the logo that the the logo that Taylor has come up with is really great, and I think it's striking. It looks good. So make yourself look cool this summer. Wear a minor hymns t-shirt. <laughs> get it. Look cool this summer. Yeah, it look great, yeah. man. You can get it in a. Uh, you could cut the sleeves off if you want and make it a tank. I don't care. Um, <laughs> don't matter to us. I mean, and and also we, we're still offering free shipping on shirts, right? Yeah, or is that yeah. still a thing? Yeah, it's just yeah. flat flat cost on. Yeah, on so the twenty site bucks, man, gets you a shirt. It's a unless you're like in the Ukraine or something. Well, yeah, then, gonna then you're good, we're going. Well, then you don't need t-shirts anyway. Then you need like a, a parka, up, yeah, bundled up. <laughs> you need a you need a, a whole a whole thing. Wrap yourself up in it, right? Um, yeah, but you, the website too, Mike. Again, minorhims.com. It's got artist info on there. Um. Hopefully this week I can give Taylor those dates for the shows. Those are still kind of coming in. Yeah. And there'll be a, you know. And is there if, still a plan for a, uh, I'm, not, I'm not giving anything away, but uh, like a streaming show of any type? Yeah. So let me mention that quickly too. There's another local band here called Minus Me that is really great with some other really good friends of ours that are creating a really cool idea and a really cool thing. And we have kind of gone back and forth on it. We were going to try for the end of this month, but it just, it just wasn't possible with the time frame and everything else. But we're going to have kind of a, um, a house show that will be not open to the public per se, but we'll be, um, we're going to live stream it and, sure. and be, you know, if y'all want that link, hit me up. I'll yeah, link it. Yeah. It'll be linked up and it'll be all that good stuff. And, um, the guys in minus me are super talented. Uh, I'm gonna give them a shout. Tyler Brockett, Chris Johnston. I don't know who was all playing with them now. I think there's sure. like 44 people playing with them, but, those are the two really the, yeah. the heads of it. And they're actually going to kind of play backup for me too. Um, they offered me that, which was so nice. And so some of these songs will sound a little fleshed out, not just a guitar. There'll be actual Tyler's a wizard. He does all kinds of like the, e the Ebo and all that kind of stuff. He can make all kinds of crazy stuff sound. So 
Um, and they'll be up here too eventually. Yeah, we'll do a podcast with them. Yeah, in the next yeah, month or two. And that's another big thing is supporting those guys. Like they're they they have the same kind of idea. Like let's make local music cool and let's make you know make a little scene here for and sure. Dothan can support a scene, and you just have to come out and see it. You know, and dude, we're getting such like ridiculous talent coming through too now. Like mm-hmm. um, Seven Dust is playing at the plant. Yeah. Oh, Taylor, you'll you'll like this. Uh, Zach Wild and Black Label Society are coming to the plant. Oh man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every Lots time, of fun memories. You went on that that trip, didn't you? Yeah, because I hugged we Zach Wild and he got yeah. pissed because I kept giving him hugs. <laughs> yeah, he was so mad. <laughs> like I, I tell people that and they look at me like I'm full of shenanigans. And I'm like, nah, dude. Like no. there's like 15 people that I was with and they can all verify that. I have the photo somewhere of oh. all of us. And trust Zach. me, if yeah. if if, yeah. if Taylor has the photo, he'll he'll he, he has <laughs> it. Let's say dig them negatives oh. up. One of the first things yeah. we talked yeah, about I'll with minor hymns is there's a picture. Yeah, I'll of, put it. I'll put it on the minor hymn side. I'll find it. It's yeah, great. yeah, oh, it's so good. There's a picture of <laughs> me and Taylor. It's like when we first started talking about like the images and stuff. I was like, there's a picture of me and you from like somebody took it of us outside of the mall together. Yeah. Like young, like years ago, 18 years old or something like that. And we both were going through like every box we had trying to find these photos. And you found it, right? It was like around your record collection. It was just like, I think it's the first thing on the minor hymns Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, this is a, this is how this thing starts. And so, um, yeah, and Justin, thanks so much for offering us an opportunity today to come and do this. And yes, uh, absolutely, and, and kind of it's been just fun and for sure, dude. Um, yeah, we're really excited about it, and we also, I think, I speak for Taylor too, but thank you to everybody who has streamed and watched and commented and liked and shared and messaged. Um, the response has been really, really great, and we've been very, uh, very flattered and very honored that people seem to really like what we're we're running with, and so. Thank you, and we hope to give you a lot more. That's how yes, you thank it. you. It's just the beginning. Yes. Also, Taylor does this really cool thing called Minor Hymns TV. If you're on the Instagram, um, and they're just like really cool video updates. We, it was trying to break up that stagnant of just like here's a photo, here's a photo, here's a photo. You know, it's like a usually one to three minute video clip of just kind of what's happening that week in the Minor Hymns world and. Yeah, um, and they'll get more fun as as uh, we get more comfortable doing what we're doing. Today. Yeah, <laughs> we got a mascot. Taylor just got a new dog. You got a great, All right. great Pyrenees. Oh, that's a woolly bird. Yeah, I feel like I got a newborn again. So <laughs> we're up in the middle of the night all the time. Watch so, them yeah. do claws. Yeah. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Fergus. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Well, yeah, man. I, I think you got anything else? Me? You talking to him? Who? Are I'm you talking, talking to anybody. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a podcast host. I'm good, man. I can I, I can do this whenever I want, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, shout out to Justin with the local. I yeah. mean, I I'm really, really kind of bummed that uh, Dothan didn't have anything like that when we were there or when I was there. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's yeah, Justin huge. does amazing work. Like, yeah. Well, it's more the team. I just I just try to help. Yeah, but you 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 just are constantly moving. I mean, also Justin's my brother-in-law, so I mean, we're we've right. been family for a long, long, long time. Oh, for sure. We've been friends way longer than that. And but that I've never seen a human being that has more fires burning than Justin April. Like he's got we wilding. Yeah, he's always got <laughs> he's got a skate shop opening too, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of news about that coming. So uh, there's some cool yeah. things and coming I, to Dothan. There's some really cool. And stuff I'm assuming here. no pressure, but I'm assuming that they'll carry minor hem stuff. Oh, for, for sure. Shop. Yeah. All right. I got you, <laughs> nice. Merch it up. Yeah. 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 You, you can get a t-shirt. I mean, the t-shirt's cool. It's got, you know, the, it's got the upside down cross in the logo. So if you want to piss your, your, you know, if you're 13 years old and skateboarding, you're already pissing your mom and dad off. Yeah. Go all in. Get that shirt. Baby. Oh yeah. Jump on in. Get yeah, that absolutely. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. 
put a sticker on the back of their car. Yeah. Bumper sticker. Yeah. Good to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, dudes, I appreciate you hanging out this afternoon. Thanks so much for having us. Thank for you. For sure. And yeah, y'all just let me know uh, when y'all want to come back. Taylor, if you're ever in town, hit me up. We'll do for sure. Absolutely. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, that's episode 172. This is Justin. I'll holler at y'all whenever I get around to hollering at y'all again because uh, I take the summers off. I'll see y'all in August, maybe. See ya. Thanks for checking out this podcast this week. Uh, Brad stuck around after we finished up with Taylor and put down this version of Splitting the Atom, which is currently live on all the streaming platforms. Go hit it up. on her eyes she crossed her heart and hoped to die well I crossed her back in my hometown after I'd crossed out the thought that she was still around but hey this thing once had enough to split the atom this thing was once unique as the rings of Saturn but it fell It's good to see you doing well Me, I've had enough to think on tonight Painted my losses on my eyes I'd lose my faith anytime she'd cry Well, I lost the plot when time proved linear The ghost of loss still chained to me Like a voyeur But hey, this thing once had enough to level a foundation This thing once could split the sea without hesitation but it cracked Still does too much slack Me, I felt more than I've had a right Tonight Night swimming on repeat Every night What if there were really two moons In orbit side by side there's another reality, another chance. If he's right, what if he is wrong? If I'm wrong. Omega again 
me I'm making peace with that thought tonight That's Splitting the Atom. You can uh, hear a version of it that's a lot different than that, but s- still close enough. So Get that download. Yeah, iTunes it, Spotify it, put it on your playlist, work out to it, bathe your kids, whatever you need to do. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local, or... Hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean.